How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Hello and welcome back to 2020. It is the GC Sunscast. I'm your host Shane, back again. Joining me on the line is Tom. Welcome back to a new year, Tom. Yeah, Shane. Uh, I'm doing great, mate. My 49ers just went through to the Super Bowl yesterday. Couldn't be happier. Absolutely top of the world. How's your your Christmas and New Year's been, mate? Yeah, busy. Busy, uh, always working. That's just, uh, you got to work hard to make the money and that's what i'm always doing yeah yeah and you've been you've started up a new gc Sunscast project haven't you yeah so what i was thinking along this it's uh, i spend a lot of my my spare time uh playing video games and it's so easy these days to to stream what you're playing and i figure why not link this up with the gc Sunscast? i'll spend an hour every thursday night and just uh, play the latest video game and uh, interact with the community that way. So we're going to do that on YouTube and that way people can also watch back if they want to. Uh, and it's just a great way to, to interact with the community. Uh, people can jump on, have a chat with me. I can chat to them. And I imagine during the footy season, it's considering we don't seem to raise enough money to have a second GC Sunscast show, it's a, a good way for fans to get involved and ask questions about the AFL side with teams just coming out on the Thursday. Or we can talk about a lot of other stuff. I know you and I have to bite our tongue sometimes when it comes to other things. There was moments last year with Game of Thrones and things like that that we have to we want to talk about, but it's not really the right place to talk about. So this sort of option gives, gives us an an avenue to talk about pretty much anything and everything. Uh, it's mm. called GC Sunscast Plays, and it will be on every Thursday at 8 p.m. So every Monday I'm planning on putting up a option of three different games on our Facebook page, and Suns fans can jump along, check that out, and vote on wh- what game they'd like to see me play. And, yeah, uh, so so how's that going so far? Have we got any votes or uh, uh, any, any any feedback on that? No, none as yet. I did try it last Thursday, but due to some technical issues with Twitch and YouTube and I couldn't get the audio working properly, I've had to delay that and put it out and try again this week. Uh, but the games we've got this week are... The AFL Evolution game, it was a PlayStation 4 game, came out about three or four years ago. Um, I was able to actually find some updated team lists. So someone's created the Gold Coast Suns 2020 squad, uh, including Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson. So I'm planning, if I play that, I'll play the Suns 2020 side against probably the Brisbane's 2020 side. Yeah. Um, Go up against our old mate Calamachi. 
<laughs> the second option is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Now, that's inspired from the huge Netflix hit called The Witcher, which is going to destroy Game of Thrones. Um, I, look, I, I already crammed that in. I, I think I watched it in about a day and a half. <laughs> Didn't get much sleep. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Really I, enjoyed it. I fell in love with that video game back in the uh, probably five years ago and got fully involved in that story, bought all the books, read all the books, absolutely love that franchise. And uh, the third game is Borderlands 3, a classic uh, shooter, which is talk of the town at the moment. Uh on the on the interwebs, um, <laughs> so that that's a bit of just plain fun, and uh, you know a lot of our sons uh, players, they're they're young kids, and PlayStation's uh, PC games that's their outlet as well. So it's yeah, also giving yeah. us a, a a window into the sorts of things that these guys might be playing to to remove some of the tension and the pressures of the AFL lifestyle. Well, uh, Mitch Robinson is a uh, sorry, Mitch Robinson is a uh, very, very uh, famous for being a gamer, and uh, I actually follow him on on uh, Twitter, and uh, we have a bit of a bit of a, an argy bargy every now and then. But he, he's he's a good bloke. Um, I never used to like him as a player, but I think he's uh, he's matured a bit, and I, I like I like his public profile. He's good with the kids, and he and he loves he loves gaming, and him his brother is a total gaming geek. And the two of them have been raising money for the bushfires and whatever. So, Shane, if you can you can get a fraction of the following that those guys are getting, then raise the son's profile. If we maybe get a player or three interested, that'd be a, a really great um, you know new dimension to what we're trying to do and, and get the word out there. Um, so, gamers, get in there and, and and vote for your for for which what you want Shane to be playing in two days' time. Yeah, uh, but probably the more important thing is interacting with the fans. It's the the better part about it. I can sit there and play video games all day if I want to, but interacting with the fans is what's going to make this special. Um, now, let's move on. We've got to thank our Patreon donors, the Old Soul Patreon donors. Um, let's start with Jack's dad, Paul Vosti, Brody Burgess, Robbie Fiorini, Chris Moore, Tom Kim, Dale Snelling... Kate Kelland, James Wood, and Tim. Thanks, guys, for supporting us throughout the summer months on Patreon. It goes a long way to helping us support the Gold Coast Suns and putting this show out. Um, now, let's get stuck into some news, Tom. There hasn't been too much over the Christmas period. It's actually been quite quiet compared to last year when we were getting a lot of news about the Suns preseason camp in New Zealand being the biggest and best, hardest camp they've ever done. Um, mm, mm. We haven't had much info come out. I think we saw a, a small little video clip of them camping over in New Zealand. Um, we've seen a couple of small video clips this week of training. Uh, but that's yeah. about it. Uh, we've had one article come out today. Rory Thompson is on track to play some some minutes in the Marsh Community Series coming up next month. So yeah, that's, he's that's he's back on track, and I mean it's less than twelve months since he did the injury, so he's a little bit ahead of his schedule, which is I think maybe he's a lot ahead of his schedule to be honest. Um, he he's been um, you know d- training on his own, doing rehab and all that kind of thing for eleven and a half months, and uh, the news that he's ready to play that's just fantastic. 
So just about a month away is the Suns' first game in the Marsh Community Series. We will be playing Geelong at Metricon Stadium at 6.30pm Queensland time. So that's going to be... Should be a good clash. We usually do pretty well against Geelong in the preseason, anyway. Mm. Um, it's a double header too, Shane. So AFLW as well as AFL men's. So we'll we'll um, for the hardcore supporters, it'll be a family day. I reckon um, it'll be be uh, on on par with a, a regular season game, given the fact there's a double header and the the women's game, of course, is, is free of charge. Not sure of the the cover charge for a Marsh Cup. Um, game or previously known as the JLT, I think for they changed their members, name to Marsh. So I think for Suns what members, you... it's free entry. Uh, yeah. From memory, I think it was usually a ten dollar entry fee to get into preseason games. Yeah, we not bad. a couple of weeks later on Friday, the March the sixth, the Suns take on Adelaide at Flinders University Stadium. That looks mm. like it's in South Australia somewhere, but I, I'm not game enough to say where. Um, so there are two matches in the preseason, but we also have the bushfire relief game that was announced a few weeks ago. Uh, mm. It's essentially a state of origin game, Allies versus Victoria. Now there will the AFL has put forward a submission to all the clubs, nominating eight players they want made available for this game. So being the AFL nominating, you would think it's going to be the best players from each club. Uh, I do know it is four players to represent the Allies and then four players to represent Victoria. So, however, only a maximum of three players can play in that game. So it doesn't mm. disrupt the uh, preseason too much. No, that's right. And, and, and maybe only one, but it's at least one. At least one. Uh, I think they're squads of 27, so that would be 54 aside uh, in total. And I think mm. that's essentially three players from each club will be required to attend these uh, training sessions or meetings leading up to it. Whether yeah. we have more than one Suns player playing, I'm not sure. Now, who would you think... What are three players you think the Suns would be losing for this game, Tom? Well, my first my first thoughts were David Swallow and Jared Witts, and then I thought, well, okay, so they're both allies, and then I kept thinking along that way: is there are there any Queenslanders in our? And then there's Alex Sexton. So those are the first three that I thought of. Of course, Witts he's hurt his foot, um, which doesn't seem like it's a major setback, and. Uh, you know, he'll just be in cotton wool until until he's needed for the beginning of the season. So, it, it, Swallow and, and Sexton, I would have thought would be the top of the list. But um, now that I look at the players available, I'd probably chuck in Brandon and Ellis in there and, and to replace Wits. So, what do you think? Are you thinking more youth or experience? I'm thinking there's a lot of names that's being mentioned to join the uh, Allies and the Victorian squad that we're forgetting. Um, obviously, Alex Sexton is probably one of the obvious candidates. He's, he's been uh, a great goal sneak in the competition over the last few years. But I think we've got to look at the Suns don't have too much experience. And if we're looking for experience, then we've got to probably look at one of our our newest recruits in Brandon Ellis. He was a, mm. a premiership tiger last year. Um, mm. 
Now, I believe he would probably be Victorian. So, oh, definitely, yeah. He's, he's um, so born, he, born and bred in Carlton. He would be lining up for, for the Victorian team, you'd think. And mm-hmm. um, I think if we're looking at other Victorians, Fiorini certainly in contention. Uh, to make I wonder if he'd be nominated because he's only just come back to training. He hasn't. He had an operation in the off season, so yeah, that, that could on be form, yeah, uh, on form you pick him. But yeah, I don't. I doubt. I doubt they'd risk him. Um, That's my thing. Uh, all the hype. You would think Matt Rowe might even be considered. Yeah, it'd be funny, wouldn't it, seeing Matty Rowe and maybe Isaac Rankin on the opposition? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't think of any other sport where a player would represent their state at, at open level before they've debuted. <laughs> but Matty Rao could be the first. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, Isaac Rankin's a year further out of the, the system but hasn't debuted yet. So, you know. Uh, well, you know, how many full forwards do, do, do the Victorian team want to pick? I mean, they could pick Peter Wright. They could pick Ben King. Uh, you know, there, there's two arguments there. One is that Wright's got the experience and potential. Uh, he'd probably be playing next to Tom Lynch, and there may be consideration there. Uh, that that's the thing. Uh, the the coaches essentially pick the final 27 out of the the short list they've been given. Now they're not going to pick any of our key forwards when they've got, in particular, the Victorian team's got a choice of. Um, like you said, Jeremy Cameron, Tom Lynch, uh, Jack Rewalt. There's just too many options there for them. Rewalt's Re- Rewalt's Tasmanian mate. Uh, he'll so be in the Allies. He, yep, he'd be locked away in the Allies side. Uh, what Taylor Walker would be in the Allies side potentially. Um, what's the the West Coast bloke Kennedy? Yeah, I just wonder if clubs are going to put their best players forward or or if we're going to see a diminished pool and the coaches are going to be selecting, you know, similar to the AFLX, right? So mm-hmm. we didn't see the very, very best elite players, but we did see a lot of very good players who, who you know, were injury-free and happy to risk themselves. Well, even, one, one, even of the stars from the AFLX, one of the stars from the AFLX was Lockie Weller, so I, I would think he's in the certainty to be to be named to be a part yeah. of this squad. Yeah, yeah, well, he'd definitely be allies, Tasmanian slash Queenslander, so, uh, and played his AFL career over in uh, Western Australia, so definitely he, he'd be uh, he'd be probably one of the leaders of the allies, you'd, you'd reckon. I, I did overlook him. Uh, what do you think about ha- good old Harbrow and Hanley? Are they, are they going to stay in cotton wool or... Um, I mean, actually, Hanley's not not eligible. I should point out. Why is Hanley not eligible? He's not Australian. But they've said anyone from overseas can represent the Allies. That's so. Hanley, Hanley is certainly eligible to play for the Allies. Uh, Harbrow, I believe, the information is, I read. So. Okay, that, I read that today. Harbrow's eligible to uh, play, <laughs> but I think he's coming back from injury, so I don't see him see him fitting in um all right let's move on the other big discussion Mm. is what's our best 22 going to look like now that all the the players are back training we've got uh a near full full list with the exception of fiorini powell thompson all coming back from injuries uh harbrow as well 
it's going to be an interesting best 22. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got 26 and can't make 22. Um, when you take the injuries out, it gets closer down to 22. Um, you know, uh, you'd expect Harbs to be right for round one, so he's in my best 22, but there's question marks over guys, as you mentioned, Fiorini and, and Thompson uh, are in my 22, and, and uh, I don't know if they're going to be ready for round one. I, I hope so. All right, I really well, do. Let, let's look at it this way. Let's go off our best 22s each, uh, assuming these players are all fit to play. Now, what we will do is any t- uh, position that we agree on as a consensus, we lock yep. that in. Any position which differs, we will put out to the community via Facebook in a poll and get feedback onto what uh, our fan- fans think the, the best 22 teams should be looking like. And we also appreciate your feedback, listeners, to jump on the chat or on Facebook. Let us know what your best 22 is because it's a very interesting discussion this time of year and it's so easy to miss out on a player, uh, especially considering we've got uh, 51 players on our list. Um, Mm. It's so easy to, to forget about a player. Now, let's start in the back line. Now, I've got Collins in a pocket, Thompson at fullback, and Harbrow in another pocket. Well, I've got Harbrow and Thompson, so we can lock them in. And this isn't to say that I disagree with you, because I do have Collins in my 22. But I've got Hanley in the back pocket, uh, just because I've also got another tall. So I've got three talls in the back line. It, It sounds like you've got three talls so, but my other, so if if we lock in Harbrow, Thompson, and Collins, and we can argue about the positions later on. All right, sounds good. So half back line, I've gone with Lockie Weller on the flank, Jack Homps at centre half back, and I've gone with a a surprise one that we discussed actually last year, Tuke mm. Miller on a half back flank. Yeah, I've got him on my bench as the seventh back. Okay. So he's in. Uh, so I think we're both but, of the opinion that Tuke Miller can change his game plan to be that defensive forward, a uh, defensive defender, and lock yeah. down on an opponent. I think he needs to be able to play whatever variate, whatever percentage of the time that he needs to play midfield, whether it's as little as twenty percent to be part of the rotation, or as much as fifty percent. But I, I think he's got to lock down a position. And as we saw the last two years, the Suns don't play six backs, they play seven, but they don't play seven at a time, they rotate. And they don't just rotate uh, one on, one off, one on, one off. They there, there are some guys who spend most of the time on and when they come off, the player that comes come, comes on for them might, might just be spending five minutes in the back line and go into the midfield just to get warmed up or whatever. So... Um, I think that's Took's role is to be part of that rotation. But where do we put Hanley? I haven't even got him inside what I've got a best twenty two, I've got interchange, that's part of that. And then I've got the emergency, so that's twenty six. I haven't even got Handley in my twenty six. Well I, I is that no, like... are you overlooking that or are you over him? No, I'm I'm over him. I I haven't yeah. seen the best of him since he came to the Suns. We see flashes yeah. every now and then, 
but I think we've got too much youth and too much, too many more reliable players that can mm. fill that role. And with Ellis coming in to the midfield to play off a wing, I think yeah. we can now afford to play Lockie Weller permanently off a half-back flank, which sort of reduces the need for Hanley. I think we can only have Hanley or Harbrow in the side at the same time. I think we've got our first first poll because okay and I want I want to remind you of something and I'm also going to drop myself in it as well. Do you remember who you nominated who would be predicted for best and fairest last year in the preseason? Best and fairest last year. Yep. I'm pretty sure I would have said wits. Yep. Was it wits? It was Pierce Hanley. Hanley? No. You predicted for best of fit. Yeah, you did. And you know who I predicted? Who? Jack Martin. Uh, <laughs> Didn't even come top 10. So, why are we so doing a podcast? we were both way <laughs> off, and, I, and I've gone off Martin, so I can see why you've gone off Hanley. Um, that Hanley versus. Well, are you saying Took? Okay, I'll. I, I, I reckon that's a, actually a very good first poll. Okay, so Hanley versus Took for our first poll yeah. on our halfback flank. Uh, well, my uh, you, you also said Humpsh, and I've said Lacocious in the back line. Have you got Lacocious in your twenty-two at all? Or I do have Lacocious in the twenty-two. Um, he is playing in a forward pocket. Right. Okay. I've. I've got Lukosius on on the half back line, and only because I like I like the three tall idea down back, and I think he could go up the wing, and someone could drop back in there, like you know, someone like Tuke could drop back in there. But um, I think we can lock in four there. We can lock in Harbrow, Thompson, Collins, and Weller. Go Hanley versus Tuke for that that smaller back and yeah <clears throat> I don't know Lacocious I guess we can have him in two poles yeah so Lacocious versus Homsch yep I've got Homsch on my extended bench but I just can't find a place for him in the 18 alright now let's move into the midfield I've got Ainsworth and Ellis on the wings and Greenwood in the guts Mm. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. Okay, um, I've got Greenwood in my forward line, so we, we could be a little bit of moving around here. Um, I've got Ainsworth on the bench. So come again, you've got Ellis, we'll lock him in. Ellis, Ainsworth on the wings, and Greenwood in the guts. Now, I've chosen... so I, well, I've, I've got Jack Bowes on the, on the on the wing and David Swallow on the centre, but, but um, more than happy to clear out centre because uh, we know Swallow's going to be playing, right? Yeah. Um, where have you got Bose? Bose, I've got as a follower. So you've got Swallow and Bose as followers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got two quite different followers. So let's see. Um, 
Ainsworth on a wing, that would put Bose to that would probably put I've got Brody well, I'll give it away here, but I've got Brody as a follower. So I'd probably put Brody to the bench. Which is where I've got him. And and and, and Ainsworth on the wing and and Bose as a follower, so that that's fine. So you're happy with Ainsworth Greenwood Ellis in the middle? And if you want Greenwood in the middle, why do you have Greenwood down forward? He's come from like he's a he does play sort of forward bid, yes, at Adelaide. Yeah, but you would think number one reason he's moved up is for more midfield opportunity. He's one of our he's one of the greatest tacklers at Adelaide Crows, and now Mm. brings that up to the Gold Coast. So he's a great in and under ball winning midfielder that can get the ball out and kick goals. Now that's interesting. I, I've, I think got, him, we've I've got, got him a high half forward. I mean, it's not like he's he's a, uh, okay. that far away from the midfield. I've pretty much snuck him into the to the, the flank just because it's where we often keep that type of mm. hard hard running midfielder. Like when we had Jared Lyons, he, he'd always be named on the forward flank. Mm. So that's why I've got him there. It's not. And, and because he does drift forward and kick goals as well. So well, I, I think what's going to come down to is I pro- I've probably got too many forwards in my side mm. at the expense of midfielders, hence why I've moved Greenwood into the midfield. But we'll get around to that bit later and we'll go back yeah, over I, it and just I got no, it. I've got no problem with that. You've got Swallow as a follower. Yeah. And that, that shifts Brody to the bench. Well, let, and- let's talk about followers while we're here. Wits yeah. as Ruck, I think, is a no-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer. Provided his foot injury isn't serious, which does have me concerned. Foot injuries and nothing <laughs> aren't a great combo. I um, think he just. I think he just had a. Thank you, nurse. I used to go with a nurse, and nurses have the, the the you know those charts at the end of the bed, and they and and they have a code for each other that no one pick. You could pick up the chart and read it, and you wouldn't really understand. And it's called a PFO. Pissed, fell over. Now, Witsy probably wasn't pissed. He was probably just he's, he's a massive human, right? So he's just had he's just just put his big foot in the wrong place and had it. Had it, it does it does not sound like it's career threatening. He's he's had some simple surgery on it straight away. Just needs to put his foot up for a bit. He'll be fine, All big right. fella. So uh, yeah. Swallow and Bose as the followers, and you've got mm-hmm. Brody and who did you have? Oh, Matt Rowell. I'm, I'm going to start him. I, su- I suggest you've got him on the bench. I do have Rowell on the bench. I did find room for him. But yeah. I, I was very nervous about playing our first-year players straight straight because I think we've got a pretty strong side without them. I do too. and I, But I just think you, you want to... Un- you, you want to unleash your, your, you know, your, your, your new players. Bring him out from the very beginning. If he does... Have some struggles. It'll be pretty evident in the first couple of couple of games. Uh, just don't think nobody. I haven't heard any of the experts or the so-called experts um, have any doubts that he's he's uh, going to be just like Sam Walsh and just just adapt straight away and uh, and improve every game and just you know be be sort of named as one of the better midfielders and and he's the prime candidate for for uh, rising star. So yeah. Got to put him in, but I'm happy with him on the bench. I mean, it's either him on the bench or or Ainsworth for me. So uh, you've got Jack Bowes and and Swallow. That 
that's fine with me. Brody, Brody and Rao can sit on the bench because they'll be they'll be a good one-two punch to bring in for Swallow and some, maybe Greenwood or something like that uh, when they get tired after about 15, 20 minutes. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump into the forward line. On the half-forward flank, I have Sexton and McPherson, and then I've got Day in the spine. I think... We've got another poll here. I've got Sexton and McPherson, and but I've got Peter Wright because uh, he's a better ruck backup than Day, even though Day is a better forward with the with the experience. Uh, although Wright seems to, we always talk about his potential. So, um, have you got Wright anywhere? I've found room for Wright on the bench. Aware right. that we might need okay. a backup ruckman, um, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, it's it's an interesting side, I must say. Looking at it, mm. it's mm. not mm. my first pick, but apparently it is. If you know what I mean, it's yeah. Uh, I I sort of I must be biased towards a few more of the uh, flashy players and the the taller players as well. I I do value height in the team. Mm. Uh, the forward line, I've got Rankin and Lacocious in the pockets with King front and centre. Yeah, well, as you as you remember, I, I had Greenwood in there, so so uh, swapping Greenwood out, I would have so Sexton, McPherson, Rankin for sure, um, Ben King for sure, and then who would I who 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 would I put there? Um, so I've, I've got a flank spot. Now, if I look to my bench, because I've put players on the bench, I've got to take players off, it'll be Noah Anderson. So have you got Noah Anderson anywhere in your 22? Unfortunately, no. Anderson is 23. He's so, the first well, emergency. Well, that's, that's all right. You, you could still, you, someone could uh, step on a twist her ankle in warm-up. Um, so who have you got? Who's your, who's your front six? And how and how are we going to poll? How are we going to okay. set up a poll? Because I'll, I'll, I'll have end. to put Anderson in in that in that uh, spot. Uh, ben King is our clear lead up marking tall forward. Yeah, uh, he proved in his first year he was a dominant target and could take the take a mark and kick goals. So he yep. is our focal point. Now we need. I feel that you need. Another two tall players to to be that foil. Uh, so you've got one foil at all times, while the second tall player acts as the centre half forward, leading up the ground, providing a link to get the ball down to full forward. Uh, so hence why I've got chosen Day as that centre half forward. I feel his ab- aerobic ability to run up the ground and back is better than Peter Wright's. Mm-hmm. And Lacocious, I chose to play him in the forward line because his a uh, natural forward he can use the ball well he has the freedom and the flexibility to swap with day and go up in further up to the midfield and i feel like he could provide competition headaches playing both tall and small mm. so that's why i've chosen those two tall par- targets to to pair up with king now rankin is forward pocket he's he's a magician so yeah. That's pretty self-explanatory. McPherson, I feel you need that hard edge to to lock down, keep the ball in the forward line. And Sexton mm-hmm. is the the bloke that's going to attract the attention. I don't 
you would remember last year me raving on about Sexton, how I don't like his, his game style. But mm. the pure fact, I would use him as a decoy, as most opposition teammates are going to be constantly worrying about where Sexton is because of the damage he has proven he can do. I, I absolutely agree with you. And I, I think um, Sexton was you know, just getting goals left, right and centre in the first few games. And he sort of he went a bit quiet. He was still getting goals, but they weren't match-turning goals. I and mean, he wasn't winning the games for us anymore. And a lot of the commentary around that seems to suggest that he was getting... And, you know, you can, you can see it in hindsight. He was getting tagged. And when you get when you're a forward and you get tagged, it's just hard mark. It's not really called a tag, but he's never been hard mark like that in his entire career. So Sexton's made his chops on, built his whole whole sort of um, you know he, he's he's a regular first twenty two player, um, and and he's built his whole career on on the fact that he can just sort of be hanging out there and, and, and just get the loose ball or be open for the hand pass or take a decent mark and clunk the big goals from outside 50 and that kind of thing. But he yeah, he had a hard time getting used to the to the idea of being closely marked and sometimes sort of double teamed if you know if if it was a you know a situation of like a ball up or something like that. So yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think um, I think Sexton is uh, certainly he's no matter what he's he's gonna gonna get some goals. But yeah, if he's attracting a, a, a high quality defender, and it means that the opposition doesn't know whether to send their their best quality small or medium sized backs to Rankin. Do you put someone bigger on Rankin to outbody him? Or I don't think it'll work. Um, do you, you know, Darcy McPherson is is a little bloke as well, but. You know, they, they, they probably want to put someone bigger than him on him. So yeah, they, they, we could we could be looking at our small forwards for once, creating some selection headaches for the opposition. So I like those three choices. Um, McPherson in the midfield works, but you lose your forward pressure. So you, you, whenever you move someone, you know, when they're getting a bit older and, and a bit more mature, and he obviously wants the midfield minutes, but. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it takes too much away. I mean, it, it, when McPherson's on fire, he will create a turnover goal. And where do our goals come from? That If he's creating goals by kicking them, which is great, and getting the turnovers that lead to more goals, then leave him in the forward pocket. Okay, so I guess the question comes down to, do you feel like my explanation of why I've got Day and Lukosius in the side justifies it? Well, look, you've got Wright on the bench, and I've got Lukosius. I've agreed to sort of shift him out of the out of the back line to you know make room. But I, I think um, I think the matchup here that doesn't well, the two matchups here that we don't agree on are Wright versus Day. And even though you've got Day, uh, got Wright uh, on your bench, I don't have Day on my bench, so it's a, it's a case whether Wright is in in the in, in the run on side or not. And a little-known fact, Noah Anderson is not a 188-centimetre player. He's 191 centimetres, and he might not have even finished growing. So when you compare him to Lukosius and all those skills you mentioned that Lukosius has, they're both number two draft picks. Lukosius is a year into the system, but played much better down back. Noah Anderson, I think I think it's worth putting it to the fans. To, to choose. I've uh, got a feeling they'd probably choose Jack Lukosius, but um, let, let him decide. 
Hmm. Well, let's clear this up a bit. If we go over our bench, that sort of indicates where we, which uh, holes could be filled, uh, filled up on the field. So obviously, I've got Raul and Brody on the interchange bench. So they're your in and under midfielders to to chop out in the midfield. I feel you need at least two midfielders uh, yeah. on on your bench. Now. Yeah. I've also got Peter Wright, as we discussed. Now, looking at uh, that, you'd think, hang on, there's no defenders. I've got Peter Wright here. Well, I feel like Wright could subs- easily substitute into Day or Lukosius's spot down forward, and mm. either of those two players are quite capable of going back and filling in the back line. Um, and finally, my fourth interchange spot was Braden Fiorini. Uh, he's a gun midfielder. Uh, but he's also got the potential to do damage down forward. So I view him as like a half-forward midfielder. Uh, there's a, We could always push Ainsworth down forward and move Fiorini up into the, the middle. So mm. that's always a flexibility option. I mean, you t- spoke before about McPherson uh, going into the midfield. We lose that that tackling edge. I think Fiorini could provide that. And then mm. I also feel like Ainsworth could easily slide back down into the forward line from the wing and mm. provide that hard edge in the tackle. Well, uh, look, at the end of that, my reading on that is, I'm not actually looking at your 22. I'm looking at mine and, and, and hearing what you're saying. I think overall you've got Sam Day and Jack Homsch, and I've got, Noah Anderson, and I can't quite work out who the other player is that I've got that you don't. So we'll you, have to. You had we'll Hanley, to, didn't you? Sorry, you had Hanley, didn't you? That's it. Anderson so I'm, I'm Hanley. saying Han- Hanley and Anderson are in there, and you're saying Wright and Day, and you're going for a bit more height overall, which is funny because that's that's what I was doing last year. I was saying, well, we finally got the height back and. Height was one thing we had in 2014 that, that you know, kept us in games. Well, well, obviously, we went pretty well in the first two-thirds of that season. Uh, and we finally got a, a tall enough team back last year. But um, anyway. Well, let's reflect uh, on I, I some of the players. Four, that... or five, four or five decisions for the, the fans to make. I know. Um, we'll, we'll put them out on Facebook over the coming weeks. But let's yep. reflect on some of the players that hasn't made our hasn't had a mention in our best 22. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brody Murdoch. Um, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Murdoch. Murdoch. Sorry, I'm thinking of his brother. Jordan yeah. Murdoch. Uh, Chris Burgess. Uh, Will Powell. Uh, Charlie yeah. Ballard. Jesse Joyce. Jesse Joyce. Yeah. You got any others? Depth. Lemons. Lemons. Sean Lemons. Um, and and, and some, some, uh, some guys who played a lot of football for us uh, in the last year or two George Nick Holman, Holman. Smith, Nick Holman. Anthony, Anthony Miles Miles as well yep um, so there's plenty some, of depth some there and first round draft picks with, with Jez McLennan Sam Flanders so there's pl- absolutely plenty of depth there to keep the Suns going and hopefully we should see a better year this year as the uh, sun doesn't fade too early and shines bright right up until the end of August 
Absolutely, absolutely. Now, look, this is our best time of the year. We we, we, we we get to the end of the season, we work out who we want to get rid of, we work out, then we find out who the club gets in, and then it's off to the cricket and the tennis and, <laughs> and NFL, and I don't know, but are you a basketball fan, Shane? No, no. I, I, know, I know plenty of Plenty, plenty of uh, people are NBA fans, and then finally it comes down. Footy's a month away, and we're looking at best twenty twos seriously. And there's thirty. Yeah, there, Tom. You've cut out. They, they would be very, very okay. Um, um, I'm here, but anyway. All right. They, well, they, we're, they, we're down to the last very five exciting minutes. Times. We're down to the last five minutes, Tom. So let's have a quick yep. chat about the AFLW season that is fast approaching. Saturday, 8th of February, so that's only two, two and a half weeks away. The Giants yes. take on the Gold Coast Suns at 12.10pm in Blacktown. So it'll be the first AFLW game for the Gold Coast Suns. Now, mm. the sides are looking good. There's been a couple of really good articles uh, in the Korea, uh, Gold Coast Bulletin lately. Mm. Uh, Just about every day. They're, yeah. they're really, um, really bringing it on and... Uh, our mate Tom Boswell is is doing most of them. Uh, does a terrific job, Tom. And uh, the amount of quality that the the club's been able to secure for the AFLW mm. side really mm. gives the Suns a good chance to contend for finals and also be the best Queensland side in the competition. Yeah, well, it's the, the best first northern side. It's, even. it's the first. It's the first national. Women, it was the only national competition that, that women on the Gold Coast are playing in. I probably haven't said that as, as well as I could, but I think that's really significant because all major cities, apart from the Gold Coast, have, have uh, you know, even even minor cities, you know, Canberra's not as big as the Gold Coast and they've got women's teams playing in all sorts of national competitions. So, you know, it's a really big step. And um, there's some really great stories. I mean, we could talk about it, but I, I feel like um, the, the the Gold Coast Suns website and Gold Coast Bulletin and even the AFLW website are really bringing in some really great content. So just get on get on one of those sites and and, and go and read about it for yourselves. I, I will name uh, one player who I'm really excited about is um, I hope I say her name right is um, Jade Progelli. She, she was she, ten years ago. She was the up and comer, best female player in in Queensland, and just you know there was no national competition, and just sort of you know wanted to have a career and and study and and make money, and went away from the game. And she's back, and she you know she could just tear the league apart. Okay, so we haven't had a captain announced for the the side yet. But that looks likely to be announced in about 10 days. January the yep. 31st, the Suns are holding a community event at the Hoda uh, Outdoor Stadium mm-hmm. and lo- will likely present jumpers to the men's and the women's side and announce the captains. So mm-hmm. who do you think will be captain for the, the women's in their inaugural season? There's a there's a quite a few very experienced AFLW players like Sam Virgo and Leah Kasler. Um, they you know they 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 have five or six to choose from. It, it kind of in part comes down to who's going to be fit for 
you know, the whole season. So a couple of injury concerns there that might might rule one or two of them out. But, um, yeah, um, and, and possibly even Jade. I mean, she'd be a debutante, but she's been around for a long time representing Queensland. So, yeah, Jade would be, Jade would be someone who I wouldn't be surprised would get Maybe not captain, but at least at least uh, in the leadership group, vice captain perhaps. So, what do you reckon? Well, I think Leah Kasler's a, a very strong chance to be the captain for the inaugural side. Uh, she was actually the women's team captain back in 2016 when we played an exhibition Q clash. So, I feel like it it would be very fitting for her to to retain that several years on when the Suns come into the competition. Maybe Sam Virgo. She'd be, a, a you know, certainly a walk-up starter to be one of the leaders. Um, and it's great to have a, you know, a, you, normally there would be one who would be head and shoulders above the rest, but there just isn't. Um, they're, and they're a very promising team. Um, great for young women. My, my daughter thinks football's boring. But she's pretty interested in the AFLW, so there you go. Well, it's not much longer to go. And with that, we're going to have to call an end to our episode, Tom. But we will hope to be back in probably just over two weeks, probably just in time for the first AFLW game. So until then, go Suns. Go Suns. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com.